Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. Before I jump into a really great interview with Jason about the city of Baltimore and how he started his podcast, I want you to take a look at the link in the podcast description. It's my first ever resume building workshop and job search tips provided by HR pros. And I'm putting this together for my business life and coffee audience. You've heard me talk to and interview a lot of very interesting people, but this time I want to hear about you and your goals because you're just as interesting. If you're looking to get somewhere in your career and you need a better resume, or if you know someone that needs a better resume, then why not take a look at the link in the description. Register for the podcast webinar. It's only $10, but for my listeners, and the only way you can know this is if you are a listener or if you've heard from a listener about this, uh, for my listeners, I'm giving a very special 50% discount. So that's $5 for a resume building workshop. And by the end of it, you'll be able to build your resume from scratch and do it the right way. On the webinar, we're going to talk about how to fix common resume mistakes that cause your application to wind up in the trash, how to build your proper resume from scratch so that it says, trust me, I'm a professional. And once we go to a close, I'm going to have an Ask Me Anything session where you'll have the ability to ask as many questions as you want, and I'll answer them at the end of the event. There's also a dedicated Q&A slot in the webinar software where before the webinar, you can put your questions on there and I'll answer them as we go. So don't forget, check out the link in the podcast description. And if you're listening and you want to type as you go along, that's www.crowdcast.io slash e slash jvp said one slash register. And it's my resume building workshop and job search tips with at JVP set. So hope to see you there as well as a hundred of your friends. Come on, you know, you need a resume and you need one that's built professionally. So don't delay. Hey, this is Joey uh, with the business life and coffee podcast. And I'm joined by Jason Van Slyke. Uh, who is also a fellow podcaster of color uh, and his podcast is called Local Color uh, Baltimore Podcast. Uh, say what's up Jason. Hey, how you, how you guys doing? How you doing Joey? Hey, I'm good man. I'm good. So uh, we're here at the uh, Brioxi White House Summit 2016 and um, I met Jason he- while here. Uh, he's actually podcasting the event. Um, so for future episodes uh, over at uh, Local Color, I'm sure you can catch some of the content that we've uh, we've been going over for the weekend. Uh, Jason, how did you get started in in podcasting? Um, it started last year. To make a long story very short, uh, I was working a lot, working seven days a week with overnight shifts on the weekend. Uh, one day, one morning after leaving an overnight shift from D.C. and driving back home to Baltimore, I fell asleep while I was driving and got into a car accident. <clears throat> I broke my ankle and I couldn't drive or work for three months. So I was listening to a lot of podcasts in bed between listening, uh, watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. And one podcast in particular, Startup, 
uh, talked about the adventures of this guy, Alex Bloomberg, as he left his job at Planet Money to go start his own podcast and, and podcasting company. So through listening to that, I got the idea, why don't I start my own podcast? And seven months later, here I am. Cool. So the impetus for you starting a podcast was listening to another podcaster. Um, do you have any experience in radio or in, in, uh, in film or any of the electronic media? Sure. Um, I have experience in radio. I currently work in the radio industry, but it's only kind of a, like a tangentially related job. I collect traffic information. But as far as actual experience goes, I interned at uh, Baltimore's NPR news station, WYPR. And I figured there, you know, that's where I found my calling. Like, this is what I want to do. But honestly, uh, if, if we can get back to your first question a little yeah. bit, they weren't really, you know, doing the stories that I wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. And if we're being honest, they didn't hire me either. <laughs> so I also decided to start my podcast because I wanted to tell a more positive story of Baltimore, have mostly people of color on there because Baltimore is a majority uh, minority or the demographics are majority black. Mm-hmm. But we don't really have a significant foothold in the media landscape, mm-hmm. and I want to use my podcast to change that. Cool. So, so who are some of the um, guests that you've had on your show so far? Um, I've had Letta Moore of Knits, Soy, and Metal. I've actually had uh, Cole and Aisha of Dovecoat slash Brioxy. Mm-hmm. Um, I most recently had on Mertice Badella. She's an art gallery owner. And her gallery carries the art that is used in the Fox TV show Empire. Um, I've interviewed Kevin Blodger. He is the brewmaster and co-owner of Union Craft Brewing in Baltimore. And I've also interviewed uh, spoken word artist Kondwani Fidel. Um, do you want me to keep going? Or? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I've interviewed Kyle Pompey. He is a photographer. And I guess one more person. I've interviewed Darius Wilmore. He is the unofficial creative director of Taharka Brothers Ice Cream. Oh, nice, nice, nice. So you're telling these stories of uh, people of color in Baltimore that are that are uh, on the landscape and making a difference. Um, who has been your your best or most inspiring interview? Um. I have to say that my most inspiring interview is Mertice because she is one of 10 women of color that own and operate a successful art gallery in the nation. Um, And I did the math, if there's 300 million people in the nation, she represents point, like less than 0.001 of the population. Mm -hmm. So for her to be able to make a living uh, as an art dealer and a consultant and an advisor really inspired me to go after my dream because her life story is just so amazing and inspiring that it makes me want to achieve those goals for myself. Cool. Cool. That's awesome. Um, the idea of achieving a dream and seeing people that are tangibly pursuing it, um, that's something that resonates with it resonates with me and it resonates, I'm sure, with members of the listening audience. Uh, you know, I'm obviously a podcaster and uh, I got into podcasting 
really because I, I, I thought that there was a particular story that I wanted to share. I wanted to have conversations with subject matter experts and people that can uh, give advice, sort of like a mentor, um, for people that may not have access to people that are talking about things that are interesting to them. And so it took me a really long time before I even got started into podcasting. Like, I, I read all the books, I, you know, mapped out potential what-ifs, and I talked to people about podcasts. I did everything except do a podcast. Um, so my question would be for you, Jason, um, what was your moment where you where you needed to not just think about it, but like put it into action? And what was that process like for you? Um, that moment was when I signed up for like the free, I think it was like an eight day webinar with uh, Johnny Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire. Yeah, big fan of Johnny. Okay, (laughs) so, I mean, you know, he's just just destroying it, man. Like, he's making so much money, and that, you know, like, money's not the only uh, motivator, Mm -hmm. but to see him be, to, to quote JLDs, to see him be so fired up about podcasting and having people on his show and really just getting out there and doing it is what inspired me to do it. Um, and I know for a lot of entrepreneurs, taking that first leap and going from uh, planning to execution is a tough one. But, I mean, that's that's all you really got to do. Just do it. Um, and I kind of compare it to when I first moved out of my parents' house. Mm-hmm. I was very worried, like, am I going to be able to make rent? And then when I moved in, I'm like, turn off those lights, yeah. do this, do that. And then I looked up a couple of months later and I'm like, I'm doing it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So... That's what motivated me is just seeing other people being successful and me wanting that success for myself. Okay. And what sort of emotions would you attribute to the process of uh, going live with your podcast? Is it is there fear? Is there trepidation? Is there excitement? Um, what sort of, you know, how would you ex- explain the process? Um, it's all three of those things. I was afraid that I wasn't going to be good. Um... I, I don't know if I have this definition of trepidation right, but I guess the feeling of trepidation I had was just like, what if no one really listens to it? Mm-hmm. Or what if people are like, oh, this podcast is stupid? Um, and I was excited once I started doing it. Even with my first episode, I was so excited because I was like, I'm I'm actually doing <laughs> yeah, it. You know what yeah. I mean? So I felt all of those things. I also felt happiness to put my episodes together and... You know, even if it's just my mom or my sister or something like that commenting, saying like, oh, this is so great. Mm-hmm. It just feels good to know that someone else listened to something that I made and they liked it. Yeah, yeah. Um, would you would you describe yourself as a creative? I would. Um, I mean, I got a liberal arts degree. And while I liked school and was pretty good at school, I was terrible at stuff like math. Um, and I liked science, but once I figured that like, the more advanced science is, the more math there is, I was just like, I'm not into this. Mm-hmm. But I always liked uh, reading and English because I got to listen to stories and tell stories. And I think that's really manifesting itself in the podcast is I'm giving other people the opportunity to tell their story. And then, in effect, I'm helping tell the story of Baltimore. Yeah, that's awesome. Um 
why why Baltimore? Um, because <laughs> uh, I live there. Mm -hmm. I'm from Baltimore. I mean, I'll admit I spent most of my life out in the county from when my sister and I started school. Mm -hmm. uh, but I recently moved back about a year and a half ago. Um, Baltimore, because I will admit that growing up, I had a very, I had one idea of Baltimore, like, don't go to the city, it's mm -hmm. scary. Mm -hmm. And then when I moved there, I'm like, it's only scary sometimes, but most of the time it's pretty <laughs> good. Uh, and also because outside of the DMV area, Baltimore has such an unsavory image. Mm -hmm. You know, people only think about that one HBO show that doesn't need to be named, and I'm not, like, throwing shade. Mm -hmm. I've watched it three times. I love it. Mm -hmm. But that's that's not the whole story, and I want to tell Baltimore's... I want to tell the story of Baltimore, and even I know that with my podcast, I'm not telling the full story, mm -hmm. but I am telling a more positive story, and I think that with everything that's been uh, happening with Freddie Gray and other police brutality, even the ones that happened in Baltimore that you don't know about, like the cop that uh, was beating the crap out of some guy at the corner of um, North and Greenmount at this corner store, um, I think the city just needs love. And I want to be one of those people that are giving it love and saying, hey, we're here, we are aware of these situations, but we are doing what we can to tell a better story. So if the, uh, and I'm not even sure if this is the right name for it, but if the Baltimore Tourism Department picked up the phone and said, hey, Jason, uh, we know you're telling stories about Baltimore. Help us craft our marketing uh, to attract people, to attract tourists and attract residents to come and, and plant their roots in the city. Uh, what, sort of, what sort of things would you, would you want to share about the city? Uh, honestly, I wouldn't, all I would say to them is listen to all the episodes of my podcast yeah. to help get my numbers up. Uh, <laughs> but honestly, yeah, listen to all the episodes of my podcast and then get back to me and tell me if that's the story that you want to tell. Um, like I said, Baltimore is a predominantly black city and I don't care what, you know, marketing or tourism outfit you belong to. If you're only going to show a certain type of person and honestly, in this case, if you're only going to show white people in your brochures in a majority black city, then I don't want to be a part of it. So if the Baltimore Tourism Agency contacts me, they're going to get a whole lot of blackness. Yeah. And I, I, it, I don't want to say that's not a bad thing, but it's like... You know, that blackness is not a bad thing because if you listen to the podcast, so many people of color are doing good things. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's it's like you can't have Baltimore without those people. Yeah, yeah. And, and to your point, blackness is not inherently bad. Um, so it would be beneficial to take a listen to the podcast so people can change their perspective of blackness and uh, their views on it. Uh, what uh, what podcasts are you listening to these days? Um, actually, before you came up here, I was listening to uh, Startup, cool. Season 3. Mm -hmm. um, I've already mentioned EO Fire. Uh, Growth Everywhere with Eric Sue, Two Dope Queens, uh, Bodega Boys, 
Latino USA, Snap Judgment, uh, Freakonomics, the $100 MBA show, Love and Radio, um, what else? This, yeah, this is actually happening, Stuff You Should Know, Hidden Brain, um, Writing Excuses, The Journeyman Writer, uh, what else? Did I miss anything? I, I, I had, like, I've, I like listening to another round, but I've definitely slowed down listening to it because Bodega Boys is more my speed, mm-hmm. and I think it's just because I'm a guy and they're and D- guys. And Dizas and Mero are yo, <laughs> I love those guys. They're just they're they crack me up every single episode. It's like Bodega Boys is the only episode that I've listened to the entire catalog. You uh-huh. know, um, so those are some of the podcasts that I'm listening to. Cool, cool. And if any listeners out there were interested in starting a podcast. What sort of advice or guidance would you give them? Um, do your research, but don't do too much research. Um, nothing You can practice all you want, but nothing beats the real thing. So while I definitely advocate you know, doing trial runs and, like I said, doing your research about media hosting and uh, what type of website you're going to have, and what kind of podcast you're going to do, like whether it's Q&A, comedy, expert advice, just do it and realize that, yes, your first episode is not going to be that great because you're not Ira Glass, you're not Glenn Washington, you're not a professional. And you may not even have that whole production team. Ex- right, exactly. Yeah. And even I get caught up in that. Like I always compare myself to them, and I'm like, but they have like a whole team behind them. Um but just get out there and do it and kind of embrace that fear because that fear means that you have an emotional attachment to it. And then the more you do it, the more that fear dissipates and then eventually it just becomes second nature to you. And if you've stuck with it enough through then to get through the fear, to get through the frustration, to get through the setbacks, then podcasting is for you awesome yeah awesome i think that uh advice applies to any new venture you know nothing beats the real thing you just gotta like nike you just gotta do it yeah um uh, coming to a close here you know we're at this conference for innovation and uh specifically at the conference for innovators of color um what what innovative things are on your horizon for, for 2016 and beyond, or innovative things that you'd like to have on your horizon? Uh, innovative things I'd like to have on my horizon is just continuing with podcasting, really being an advocate for that, just telling people, like, listen, guys, this is the future. It's coming, and I'm going to be a part of it. And just, and I know this isn't really the textbook definition of innovation, but really just changing people's minds about Baltimore Mm -hmm. Um, and with the podcast while I do want to focus on Baltimore for now I'd like to branch out to other cities across the nation and then one day across the globe and really just go from changing people's minds about cities in the United States to just changing people's minds and that includes people of color as well changing their minds about black people black Americans Africans, uh, Black British, just any really any any person with melanin that would consider themselves black, I want to change everyone else's mind about them because we're not what you see 
on your TV. We are diverse and as multifaceted as, as there are stars in the sky. Um, so like I said, it's not very like an innovative, I'm not coming up with any brand new idea or method or way of doing things, but I think the fact that I dare to change people's minds itself is innovative because I'm forcing people to adopt a new way of thinking. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've even heard a definition of innovation where it's not where you're entirely changing the game, but you are doing something maybe five percent different or ten percent different um so your perspective on innovation sort of it, it definitely aligns with with what my my thoughts are um jason how can how can people reach out to you and and contact you and connect with your podcast sure um first and foremost probably instagram i I love it. I am I am that quintessential millennial. Right, I'm gonna follow you right now. What's your uh, what's your IG? It is at local color, A as in Apple, B as in boy, P as in podcast. It's usually the first uh, the first. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Yeah, I'm already following you. Hey, <laughs> there you go. Um, Facebook, Local Color, colon, A Baltimore Podcast. But usually if you just type in Local Color, it'll be one of the first uh, results. If you want to email me, localcolorabp at gmail.com. <clears throat> and Twitter is at localcolor410. But I have to be honest, I don't use Twitter that much. Like That's where I'm at a disconnect with my generation, Twitter's like really difficult for me to keep track of. Yeah, Twitter for me, is, it's the same. And I, I use Twitter for work, um, but it's it's such a uh, influx of, of conversations going at once. It's just hard to keep track of. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I'm getting so old, but I mean, <laughs> at least with Instagram, it's visual images and the... the feed is more manageable and exactly and facebook it's your friends so like you you know what to tune into and right yeah but i mean twitter is very important um not to knock twitter <laughs> it's just you know once you get to it once you start following so many people um it can be really hard to like yeah have genuine conversations definitely and that's really i think that's the best part about podcasting is it's not even like a show sometimes it's just having genuine conversations with real people yeah yeah well this has been an episode of the business life and coffee podcast make sure you check out jason's podcast and connect with him online uh, on oh IG, i'm sorry Facebook. i, I oh, mean to cut you off yeah, uh, if you want to go to the <laughs> website it's localcolorpod.tk cool yep localcolorpod.tk TK. cool yeah all right uh thanks for tuning in and uh, have a great day well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the show. This has been another episode of Business, Life, and Coffee, the only podcast that simulates the experience of having coffee with a mentor, industry expert, or fellow colleague. If you've enjoyed this episode, give us a five-star review on iTunes, and we'll read your comment on an upcoming show. You can find show notes, episodes, and resources for your career or business at businesslifeandcoffee.com. If you have a topic that you want to learn more about but don't have time to grab coffee with an expert, email us at info at and tune in for that topic on a future episode. Also, 
You can reach me at Twitter at JVP said. This is Joey Price signing out, and I'll see you next week. If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at, only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems? Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at JumpstartHR. Jumpstart HR, let's build a better business together.